Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. I hope everyone's been doing well for the last week. Welcome back. This is our second week back on the Get Geek Podcast. Uh, Let's basically get right into it. This is your boy, Jose. This is Wolfie. AJ. Eli. Yeah, yeah. And this week, we're going to have a couple of fun discussions about a couple of recent comic book films and TV shows. But first, let's get into some basic disclaimers. Uh, We, as we have been doing for quite a while now, we are recording remotely. So if there's any audio issues, artifacts, or other sound problems, please let us know. Um, We are improving every week, we think. And if you disagree with that, Again, please just let us know with any feedback that you have about the podcast. And of course, the best way to support your favorite podcast crew is to like, rate, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You know the spiel, all the Apples and the Googles and the Amazons and wherever else your favorite podcasts are sold. But anyways, like, yeah, we got some good topics to talk about for the last couple of weeks. Um, So let's get right into it. What do you guys want to talk about this week? Well, um, so I have been on for a while, so I kind of want to get a quick, like, two-minute recap on you guys' life. Uh, <laughs> how's everybody doing and stuff? AJ, Eli, Jose. Well, yeah. I recently got a few new uh, books from my library. Pretty good oh, stuff. Nice. I've been watching some anime. And... Just to pop a few names out there, I got Paradise Lost. I've been meaning to own that for a while. Nice. Uh, one of the first hero stories, like ever, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm blank. Oh, the Necronomicon. I also got that too. <laughs> Some good so old love it up. And then the last thing I got, which I actually told Jose prior to getting on, was this Legends book mm-hmm. that concerns the Old Republic and a little old guy called Revan. Yeah. Which I'm semi-upset about because it was you weren't able to marathon through Knights of the Old Republic, and that's why you got a silly book instead of finishing that game. I Very like upsetting. reading. I know. Hopefully they'll remaster the game like has been rumored and maybe you'll be able to play a better version of it that'll be more updated. Maybe that's what it is. But hmm. we'll hope. One can hope. What about you, Eli? Uh, recently, uh, me, AJ, and Walt have been re-watching the... We've been doing a Star Wars binge. We started from the prequels and we're into solo right now, right? We didn't finish. Do you guys it, are right? doing it in chronological order or release order? Chronological. Chronological, yeah, because why why would anybody do it in release order? <laughs> because of yeah. because of because we're trying to experience exactly how everyone else experienced it, right? Like the I way guess. that the way that, that 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 people that grew up with it like Walt who's not with us, how he experienced it. I guess, yeah. I guess. And if you want to be confused, <laughs> which is fun which is star wars stock and trade to a certain extent 
and cool. mm-hmm. that's basically it i think Right. And nice. Jose, anything new? Because, I mean, I haven't, like, I, I don't think that, you know, last time I was on this, it was 2020 and the world was ending. Yeah, <laughs> it know? didn't end. It, it didn't almost end. ended. It almost um, ended. <laughs> but it didn't. 2021, everybody wanted to return it. That was the joke initially. <laughs> yeah. But Six days it, it's better now, right? The last few days have felt better. Yep. Um, so so that's so. pretty cool. The last couple of weeks. But, I mean, as for me, like, I'm going to be semi short and sweet because one of the things that I've definitely been up to, and I hope you've been catching up on it, is Attack on Titan season four, which is amazing so far. Oh, God. I still have Amazing. Yeah, Try I mean, to get to I've it as soon as you can. I've had not had time to do anything. I got a PS5 and I, I haven't, time, haven't had time to enjoy it. I use the PS5 to like fall asleep to or whatever. <laughs> you looked at it once lovingly and you yeah, didn't touch it I after. Know, that. I hugged it. I would imagine. I hugged it. I hugged it and then I put it away <laughs> in storage. Oh, man. And I've, um, ooh, other than that, I've been up to like what we're talking about today, really, with, yeah. with great excitement, which is which some good is, stuff and stuff. Well, 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 to great excitement, because the first thing that we're going to talk about is a quick thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984. Well, yeah, that's why I said to great excitement with some stuff and then like ah, stuff okay. less overwhelmingly, I guess. <laughs> well, so then let's get right into Wonder Woman. Yeah. Okay, so. I would like to know, I mean, I think I gather, because obviously we watched this during our hiatus, our little break. We took a few weeks off before we um, kind of got back on and to, to start this year's you know, yeah. season, so to speak, of the Get Geek podcast. And welcome um, back, by the way, man. It's good to yeah, have you back. I know. Awesome it is good to, you know, the world's welcome. been, you know, <laughs> upside down lately, but, you know, things are kind of falling back into place. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Nice. Right. But yeah, so we all saw this obviously when it released and we kind of spoke about like our thoughts here and there and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I, I have I feel like my thoughts are going to be very different from the rest of the group's thoughts here. Maybe so, not totally different, but OK, what do you think maybe tell us what you think and then we'll. Well, I, I didn't I didn't totally hate it. I think that like the yeah. Internet and a lot of people definitely hated it. And there was a lot of stuff I felt like it was definitely a little bit too long, 30 minutes too long. Mm-hmm. But I didn't totally hate it. You know, and the reason I didn't hate it is because I kind of went into it with the uh, obviously with the knowledge that this isn't a this wasn't a film that's meant for the home viewing experience. Mm-hmm. No film is movies are meant to be seen on the big screen. And then, you know, you watch a more mm-hmm. diminished version of it whenever you're taking it home. Right. But the first time you see a movie, it should be on the big screen. And I think this is one of those films that I think there would have been a much better impact if you saw it on the big screen with the big splashes, like some of the <clears throat> some of the uh, the moments and some of the uh, shots were, mm. were very clearly meant to be seen, you know, on a giant screen with the thumping music. And we don't we, we you know, most people didn't experience that that way unless you have your own home movie theater. So I feel like they're. You know, I kind of went in into it, I guess, with an asterisk, right? Okay. Okay. So I, I, I enjoyed it. That's the thing. I enjoyed the film. And then when I saw all the hate online, I was like, man, I, I, I don't think it was that bad. Well, but, yeah. I hope that my opinion of the movie was not influenced by the thoughts of others. I don't think that it was. But so, Okay. My thing with Wonder Woman 84, with WW84, is the first and foremost problem that I have with it 
I just want to bounce this off of everyone and see if y'all kind of agree. Um, you know, regardless of what other whatever other issues I had with it, was that the central, like, fun and intriguing part to some extent from the first one was the relationship between Diana and Chris Pine, right? Between Diana mm-hmm. and um, yeah. Uh, between between those two characters, right? And in this one, I it was besides any other weird context on it, it it just wasn't as good. And at least to me, I, I like the moments felt like they were just reversed, like a reversed repetition of the first one, where Diana was more the fish out of water, and in this one, you know, Chris Pine was more the fish out of water character, right? Right. And it didn't work as well for me as it did in the first one. I don't know what you guys thought of that because yeah, I thought that was a a good part of the first one, a really good part of the first one. Well, see, here's my, uh, thing about that. I, I actually trend towards Wolfie. Um, Mm. I, I liked the movie. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. like you guys said, sure. It wasn't perfect. And there are some, moral quandaries that can be brought up but especially where diana is concerned where everything is about morals but i still enjoyed it like one of the things just whenever pedro pascal came on the scene it was amazing because that guy i just love how it's not our typical maxwell lord he he's like a a low rent swindler version, but it's not anything to be held against him. It's what makes the character amazing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too fond of the fact that Maxwell Lord got powers because he's generally supposed to be like a Lex Luthor type. Yeah. So that kind of struck me as odd. Although Lex Luthor has done something like that yes, as many he times where he's acquired powers or built something to give himself powers. But yeah, for sure. In, in this movie, I think it was a little different the way that he acquired the power that was also kind of odd, but go continue, please. Um, the other thing, uh, I'm trying to think here. Um, Oh, the fight with, uh, the fight with Cheetah, um, that could have been better. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Which one? The first one or the <clears throat> second one? The one where it's full on Cheetah, not like the yeah. oh, I'm kind of Cheetah, but not. Okay. Interesting. I thought that the fight scenes were actually really good. No, they. Uh, you know, like I, I, I thought. I thought with... that they, I sorry to interject, but I thought that mm-hmm. the uh, fight with Cheetah, the when when she was transformed was was pretty good and pretty well played out um the only thing is that like the uh, uh what's the name of the uh the, the 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 armor and all that like i felt like the armor oh, the was armor of a sterilized you know yeah i thought that the armor was underutilized but then at the same time i don't know <clears throat> like uh, like on second thought i don't know that she should know how to use the armor if it's literally the first time she ever put it on right Honestly, so, I, I wasn't really digging the armor to begin with. Sorry. Yeah, I thought the armor was sick. I, I mean, it, it is. I, 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 you know, I just, and, and, sorry, yeah, go on. So, 
Oh, yeah. I was going to say that I, I, the the thing that I liked about the armor is that, you know, to me, there was like a little bit of symbolism with like her. She has the armor on and she's covering herself with the wings and everything. And she's almost like kind of holding herself back, like as Wonder Woman herself, she's she's holding, you know, who she is back. Right. So then in that fight scene, her kind of covering herself with the armor and not being able to do anything, just like kind of absorbing, absorbing, absorbing until she finally decides, like, you know what? I'm going to shed these wings, so to speak, or I'm going to shed what's holding me back and like fight for real. And that's kind of like what I felt was kind of like a little bit of like her story in this film that was kind of portrayed in that little sequence. Right. The film was 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 her kind of holding herself back, holding herself from like doing one, the right thing, you know, and not being selfish Two, like from actually allowing herself to love again, you know, like not moving, you know, uh, past uh chris pine's uh steve character and steve, trevor. Steve, yeah. steve, steve trevor I, yeah man lost on names but like not moving past so that I. phase of her yeah. life and stuff like that so it's like the entire film it was it was about how she's not letting herself move forward and i felt like in that scene where she like sheds the wings like it's it's like that's the moment that she finally accepted like hey i'm i'm you know gonna step forward i'm gonna do what i need to do to to, to, to move on, you know, not just in, you know, how she's fighting in that moment realistically, but also as Wonder Woman, the character. I can understand that, but the reason why I don't like it is because it's just, there's already, you, you already have a character with an almost identical getup, barring a few uh slippages in the armor and that's hawk girl and hawkman so it was kind of like really wonder woman is a distinct character on her own like why 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 this i liked it i mean that that's one of the parts of the movie that i did like i thought like the whole the all the themes regarding the armor and it's how it was passed down from like a legendary yeah a Themyscarian warrior as well and like that great um cameo at the end for when we found out who she actually was was mm-hmm. I think pretty awesome and I like the armor was cool and like I you know it was one of those nice misdirects from the trailer where in the trailer we saw the armor with the wings fully formed and like intact and then in the actual movie we see the armor and her shed the wings I guess and um and it's like totally like the armor's already messed up from cheetah like attacking it and all of that yeah i thought the and i thought the fight scenes were good too actually i thought most of the fight scenes were solid um at least the fight scenes with cheetah i thought most of the other ones were kind of like i get what they were trying to do they were trying to build her character but it still doesn't make sense in a way that in like 1980 or whatever she is once again fighting crime and then when we see her again in in justice league she's not fighting crime again i think there was a better way to do that that thread i don't necessarily blame this film on it though because obviously the dceu has kind of been a mess in terms of continuity but yeah like the armor was cool but like on the flip side some of the big heroic moments that i thought were going to be great like i wasn't necessarily expecting her to to kill cheetah at the end right and again spoilers 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 but like the way that even certain lines were delivered when she's like said she was sorry after like the very intense fight and her basically just dunking cheetah into electrified water to like beat her. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, 
didn't fit necessarily like how the line was delivered and how the how that kind of ended and the cgi could have been a little bit better and i mean to be frank i think it would have been kind of awesome if we just got Kristen wig in like a different costume because i thought the earlier fight scene had a little bit more weight when they were in the white I house so i believe too. i thought so too yeah yeah and i thought it was a little bit better and i thought like just the the fact that Kristen wiggs actually a very good actress and i oh, thought yeah. she was a high point of this movie too I For thought sure. like her being good. able to like just deliver the lines as her instead of like the CGI cheetah version of her. I thought that would have like landed better too. But well, those are my I, thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, I, I respect both of your opinions. I think that you guys have amazing picture, but there's only one opinion that really matters, and it's Eli's corny meter opinion. Yeah. Oh well. So. Just to wrap up, because I w- I wasn't quite finished. What's so? Yeah, okay. yeah. To wrap up. Uh, the only other thing that I guess wasn't uh, well. First off, let me note that Walt had much more egregious criticisms with the film, <laughs> and you wanted me to let you guys know that. <laughs> I have oh, some boring ones, I think. Yeah. So, and so like the, get too deep into. I do. It. I do know yeah. Walt's uh, criticisms, and yeah. Man, so the very last thing, and I know this mm-hmm. is going to somewhat relate to what Eli is going to say in a moment, mm-hmm. is that. It seemed incredibly happy-go-lucky. And I normally don't have a problem with that, and that wasn't a problem with that a lot with me, per se, but generally, you know, Wonder Woman can be light, but, you know, she's also a little... She's steeled. And at this point, I would have imagined her to be a little more steeled. Yeah. But she wasn't. But again, that's a for me at least. That's kind of a it's a minor bordering on, you know, kind of yeah. bigger criticism. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to yeah. let Eli speak, but yes. I, I have to say I agree with that because in the comics, she's actually more like of a badass than Batman or Superman. She's yeah, more willing like, to do what's necessary. But yeah. right. But like, yeah. but like, but like, how? But someone does it. Someone isn't born like that. They got to get there. Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. That that was just, to me, like, I want to see her get there, and I think we haven't seen hints of that yet. But I'm I'm super curious to hear Eli's scale rating. Okay, so... Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready for this. It sucked. It sucked. How badly, though? It sucked. Because everything sucks to you. So, like, you saying that it sucks is, like... Okay, but <laughs> no, like this was like, how do I put this? Rise of Skywalker type stuff. That's that's the territory this got into. Like, whoa, 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 whoa! It was not that bad. Uh, I, I, I beg Rise of Skywalker did make no sense. Mm, okay, this I at mean, least made some sense. This made sense, but like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. It was. It wasn't. Nothing about this was really delivered right. It just seems so crazy. Nothing? Yeah. Yes, nothing. Not even nothing. one thing? Because I liked some things, and I really didn't like the movie in the end. It it just it's seems be so... It just seems so weird. Um, can, can, can you point to one thing that you really liked and, one, and, and the thing that you hated the most? Just one. That's all we're asking for. Just yeah. one. That's all, all we're asking is just one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know one. I don't. Not a single thing. I didn't like it at all. I just didn't. I walked into this movie knowing that this would be a bad movie, and I didn't. I was not disappointed. That's your mistake. That's your mistake. Why did you walk in knowing that it was how? How could you know it was going to be a bad movie? Considering it's DC. It's the DCU. Yeah, but the last one has gotten really good. Yeah, the last Wonder Woman movie was really good. Shazam was the first one. Aquaman was good. Shazam was good. Joker was good. But still, I don't have them for things. It just, it's understandable that you don't have high expectations, but yes. to, to say that you knew it was going to be bad going in means that you're already going in there like mad negative. The trailer, like, that's terrible. Though. That's terrible. The trailer, though. Okay. The trailer was awesome. Oh, wait, I have one good <laughs> that's thing. That's the one thing that DC knows how to do is good trailers. <laughs> Remember uh, that Suicide they Squad trailer? Too much, though. Yeah, they tell too much. So they do. They I, do. I, I already yeah. knew like, what the plot was of this movie. Yeah. And I didn't yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, the only thing I really liked was the the thunder thing. I actually did not like that, but I good like for that. you that you I liked like that. That that, that was pretty her, creative. Her, 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 AJ, her yeah. riding the lightning. Why why oh, didn't yeah. you like that? Because I thought that first of all, yeah, we can find it's this. Good. We can find this in previous podcasts. You thought that that was one of the coolest things when you saw yeah. the trailer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You, you said you you like blew your top. I mean, can I can I semi interject because I remember this exact moment in the previous podcast. Uh-huh, I I uh-huh. pointed out to AJ that she was swinging from the lightning, and he looked at the trailer again while we were doing the podcast, and was like, "Holy freaking crap, that's awesome!" Yeah. Can I, uh, AJ? Do you agree with this slight assessment? You know what I didn't like about that part? What? There was nothing in it besides what we already saw in the trailer. I thought it would be a little bit longer yeah. and cooler. And that really annoyed me because I thought it was so cool in the yeah, trailer. Yeah. That is part of it. That is. Well, what else is it? If I mean, after a while, like, once you know how to fly, what, what even is the point of that? <laughs> Aside from, oh, look, I'm airborne Spider-Man. Yeah, you have a, you have a point there. Sorry. That is a good, a good point. Yes, as well. But okay, so what? So she's airborne <laughs> Spider Man. Like what? Like when you can fly. What's wrong with that? <laughs> would you, if you could fly, would you rather take a plane or actually fly? Why can't well, she fly in Justice fly. League? Yeah, well, that's, that's another thing too. Actually, I thought the learning to fly scene was pretty cool, but like well, that was that scary. was, but, uh, yeah. It just seems so fan. It just seems so whimsical, right? That's the word for it. Uh, yeah, it just seems mm. so whimsical because, like, <laughs> when you have when you have um unlimited wishes. I mean, you have a uh, wishes, right, to do whatever the heck you want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that not one person wished for the world to be gone. I mean, that just seems so that's unlogical. Dark, that's Again, that's dark. assuming Again, that's also, that's also Eli. everyone's Eli a piece of crap. Dark, but it is, it is true. One person at least. <laughs> okay, in the but world. some people, for instance, in the case of the director, they clearly don't seem to think that. That's just it's it's just so fan. It just it's so it's such a fantasy sort of thing, where like literally everything is like you said, happy go lucky. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I just didn't understand that. I didn't like that because I preferred it. I I really preferred it 
when DC was a lot darker. It should well, be I mean, dude, you, you prefer the Snyderverse, basically. You prefer yeah, Snyder. Zack Snyder's, you know, vision for DC, which is which I, I agree. Like, I, I like that approach just because it's a contrast to Marvel. I don't like when competing brands try to compete by trying to, like, one-up them on, like, one specific attribute, right? Like, oh, we're going to mm-hmm. be funnier than Marvel. We're going to be more colorful than Marvel. We're going to mm-hmm. have, like, more tropes than Marvel. Like, no, like, kind of do your own thing. You have your niche. And compete with them on on the creativity of the storytelling, the character development, and on finances, you know, how good you do at the box office, not on, you know, well, we need to catch up to them on all these little metrics, right? Because then it becomes a whole, you know, metric game, and it just all becomes a blur. To me, it's what kind of gives me Marvel fatigue, right? Like, every single Marvel film, to me, like, in the end, they start kind of looking too similar to other films, to other Marvel properties. So I'm just like... I don't know, like, this has kind of been, like, done before. Like, it's the same jokes, the same action sequences, the the same kind of cool, like, rock music and all that. Like, it was awesome in Iron Man 1 and still awesome in Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm also a little bit, like, expecting it now. But now to see that, if I'm trying to see that also in in DC, it's like, oh, come on, guys. DC should have differences. Here's the but here's the thing. There are ways to do differences without screwing it up. Like, you you don't have to be like Marvel. There are ways to do it. They're just right, taking absolutely. the wrong approach. Yeah, I think giving Maxwell Lord the wishing, but making him the genie was a mistake to yes. begin with. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Then you wouldn't even have to worry about the whole wishing conundrum. Yeah, because the honestly, the wishing conundrum was one of the main bad things of this movie. Because, I mean, it just... Here's here's my main grope with a lot of movies and a lot of shows, especially Supernatural. When you give somebody too much power, that causes a lot of trouble. That causes a lot of trouble for the movie. Like the consistency of uh, of the character and the consistency of the th- of the story. You mean, or like? Yeah, like okay, like that because mm-hmm. yeah. And I I just Maxwell Lord's character was good at the beginning. But then he changed, and I didn't like it. You know what it is? I think that, like, in it, it, the the further along that the story went, it's not so much that he changed; it's just that they made the story too convoluted. You know, yeah. when you when you now make it where like, okay, um, he's just gonna grant wishes to everybody. Now it kind of becomes a little complicated. Just like you said, like, well, now you're leaving too much room for error and ambiguity, yeah. and that just kind of starts you know, fading the story away as like, all right, his character no longer makes sense. Yeah. Right. It kind of got difficult by the end of the movie to figure out exactly specifically how the wishes worked. Yeah. So that's, that was well, a bit of a flaw. I think. Actually pretty simple. It, it was, but yeah. like, it was like, do certain wishes counteract each other? Like, does, do people have to renounce their wish in order for like everything to go back to normal? Because that for me well, was kind of like, yeah. There's no way that everybody on earth would renounce their wish. I mean, That's not look, look, I guarantee you that like there's at least one person in seven point something billion people that mm-hmm. are wishing for world peace. Yes. You tell me but nobody then, like, AJ, or like, I'm sorry, like Eli said, there's somebody that's wishing for the opposite. So like, how did that work when everything rolled back? Well, like, for example, oh, yeah. then it would then it would then it would then it would be then it would happen. It would have to be like who wished it first. Maybe someone decided to wish like for like the end of the world and this is how the end of the world was happening 
Like it's just you know so there's too much. Like, that's too, that's what it makes it. That's that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it makes the story too, you know, unpredictable. Left to too much ambiguity, too much yeah. margin for error, and it's what kind of destroyed the the Maxwell character. You know, towards the, uh, towards the end, like it just kind of stopped making sense. You know, when you start asking yourself, like while you're watching the movie, like if you're questioning like whether <laughs> his character is making sense, then he just no longer does. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. It stopped making sense, like probably about halfway into it. And nobody really knows why he had to glow to me anyway. Yeah, like right? you had to stand under that thing <laughs> and kind of do his voguing and glowing. And like actually Pedro Pascal, as always, was fun for sure yeah. in the role. But like Yeah, yeah if anything he salvaged the character. I, I think right that in anyone else's hands it would have, you know, not done as well. So practically really I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of other people wouldn't have um, been able to pull it off with it much as much fun. Yeah. So, but yeah, personally, like, I, I do kind of want to watch it again, which I'm probably going to try to watch it. Mm-hmm. I might try to watch it tonight, to be honest with you, just because I uh, I want to see it again without the whole the cloud of, you know, the expectation of the film. We've been waiting for the film for over a year and then all the, the, the social media stuff, because it really does have an influence whether you like it or not. Like sometimes you, you, you read a lot of comments and then you start thinking like, oh, you know what? Maybe it did suck. You know, and I kind of want to watch it without with all that stuff in the rear view. I, I have, highly I recommend have. Walt to try to give it a shot because I feel like Walt mm-hmm. is a very, very harshly um, <laughs> uh, judging this. Film. Well, he gets he gets he gets spoilers a lot more than we do. Number one, and I, this like for a small amount uh, amount of context yeah. from when I saw it, which yeah. I think adds to the maybe I'm not totally crazy about this being mm-hmm. weird. Like I read about one of the problematic aspects and that being like Chris Pine, Steve Trevor, basically hijacking some other dude's body. Yeah. Like it wasn't like he came back to life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm not going to get too into why that's weird. I think pretty much everybody knows why it ended up being weird weird. in this movie on many levels. Right. Um, but like I saw it again with my girlfriend, Claire, um, and she didn't hear about any of that before we saw it. And, for her, it was super cringe too to see like how that guy's body got hijacked for various purposes that will not be mentioned on this podcast. But also, like the worst part was like the twisting of the knife at the end when that guy came back after like she basically allowed Steve to pass finally into the afterlife and not like body snatch that guy's body and she ran into him again. They had that little flirtatious moment that was yeah. super awful and super weird. And I'm like, I have other issues with it, but I'm you not going to. You know, you know, you know. I didn't hate it as much that, as Walter, though. You know what it is? I put all that in in what the film was. The film was an homage to like '80s movies and '80s cinema and '80s television yeah. and stuff like, like that. Big and stuff that like kind that. of yeah. thing happens in those kind of movies, where like by some perfect twist of fate, she happens to run into the guy that she was, you know, basically seeing. Yeah, uh, as her, as her. You know, ex boyfriend. I mean, Pine, in this day and age, uh, though, you know what I mean, like, I think they could have fixed the trope a little bit. That's well, but it, it, it's really funny because they say this day and age, and our next topic is going into something else that revisits another era in yeah. cinema. But before we go on to that, does anybody <laughs> have anything else that they want to say about WW eighty four at all? It sucked. I wouldn't anything else. I wouldn't say it sucked. I just think it could have the story could have been amended a lot better. 
But otherwise, I liked it. It, did. it wasn't horrible. You're right about can we that. Give it, it can we give it a number real quick? It did have sure. Um, All right. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, for me, it was. Uh, I'll say it was a four. I didn't like it at all. Man, you didn't like it at all. I didn't like it at all. And okay. I didn't get too deep into it and to why. And I am going to watch it again, just like you are, Wolfie, to see if maybe it was just some like subconscious thing from all the hate that it got yeah. before that. But I don't think I'm going to like it any better. What about you guys? Uh, I gave it I gave it a seven. I, I, I think that there was a lot of flaws in it, but it was still enjoyable enough. You know, I thought that there was a, you know, I like, you know, when the, you know, her character, uh, Gagaro, you know, killed it personally. Um, uh, I thought Kristen Wiig was amazing, you know, for her, you know, in her ability. Uh, I thought the story was definitely lacking, but, and I thought that CGI wasn't great. Uh, but I don't think it was absolutely terrible. Like, I don't think that it's an, an unenjoyable experience. That's my thing. It's, I don't think that I can like flick through the channels if there were a, such a thing these days, which I don't think there are, but like, if it was on, I don't think that I would skip over it if I was doing nothing. Like I can see myself like playing it in the background and still kind of enjoying moments in the film. So, oh, by the way, I gotta say, I personally, I mean, I'm like a low key secret, like, you know, nerd fashion nerd sort of and i thought that the costume design as far as like girls you know outfits and everything the sets i thought that the costume design was really really good so that's my personal opinion anyway a seven for me i'm going to you know it's just really quick and funny because walt said that he actually didn't like gal gado's performance in this movie just as like a quick sidebar um, as for me, I'm going to give it a barely passing grade. I'm going to give it a 6.5 because okay. like I said earlier, it was good. I enjoyed it, but there is still some pretty glaring problems with the movie. That's so, fair. That's fair. For in a sure. nutshell, that's me. Let's take it, uh. Mr. Corning of Sir Cornell of the Master <laughs> of Corn. Giving it the benefit of the doubt and also that I don't hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> and You you care about people's feelings? <laughs> what? Man, right. 2021 really turning on movie. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. And I don't want to discredit the actors and the directors because they did a good job. It's just the writers. Yeah, they did. They did. I would say. It, I will say that. Like, I think that the it's in the writing department that it kind of failed. Yeah. Yeah. Like they put out a finished product. You know, they thought it was good. So you got to give them that. You guys ready? Oh God. <laughs> Two point five. All right, but what was what your was, what lowest was, score on the podcast? Yes. Is it no? Oh. Yeah, didn't you get you get you gave Rise of Skywalker a one, didn't you? Okay, well maybe parring Rise of Skywalker, but we yeah. never discussed Rise of Skywalker on this podcast. If I gave that thing a one, then mm. you know what? Without her, with hurting everybody's feelings, I would oh give that a one point five. Oh there god! We go. All right, all right. Well, we have our scores then. Um. Before we move on to the next subject, which is going to be uh, WandaVision and where we're at right now on WandaVision, 
Um, just going to ask you guys to take a moment, you know, to like, rate, share, and subscribe while you're listening to the podcast. Um, and um, if if there's anybody that's interested in Wonder Woman or anything nerdy, anything geeky, or is interested in, you know, WandaVision, you like what we're talking about, please hit the share, send it to someone so they can start listening. And, uh, you know, thank you guys all for subscribing if you already are, you know. So anyways, with that being said, uh, WandaVision. Again, I wasn't on the last podcast, so I kind of want to give my thoughts on the first two episodes before we go into the third episode. And it's at the very least, I can say that it's a very interesting, interesting start to the show, you know, but it's also refreshing to me, you know, and here's why I think that it's refreshing. Um, you know, we've kind of been out of the MCU for some time now, right? Like Endgame happened. Yeah. We've had like, you know, Spider-Man and all that stuff, yep. you know, in, in between that time. Uh, but to kind of bring ourselves back into the MCU, I I like that we're not going right into, you know, superheroes, um, saving the day, conflict with other supervillains and all that stuff right away. I like that we're going to it from a completely different approach in the sense that we're we're being given this kind of, um, you know, experience with WandaVision. Um, and rather with, 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 yeah, with WandaVision and how each episode is kind of like a different enema, uh, enema, not an enema, <laughs> a different, a different era <laughs> in, in, in television, uh, you know, history. Right. So, yeah. um, we got like the, the, I love Lucy, you know, um, yeah. in the first episode, we got basically the honeymooners kind of in the second one. Um, and in the third one, we're getting the Brady bunch. You know, so it was kind of it was cool to kind of see that. You know, definitely bewitched too in that second episode. A lot of actually no, bewitched more in the first one. In the first one, I think well, I feel like more bewitched in the first. The one. The second bewitched. one kind of had the similar theme song too. I think right. One division. One division. Yeah, Wand. I think Walt said something <gasps> similar too. You no, know, I didn't put that together actually. Yeah, it was I like oh, I didn't yeah. put it together right away too. But I was like, that theme song sounds like similar to something oh, else. And I was like, oh, oh man. Bewitched. So but like me, they all had different influences, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but but to me that's kind of refreshing. Like, and and the other thing too is that like it's also refreshing because, you know, we don't the shows aren't made like that anymore with like the laugh tracks and like the the the, the happy go lucky couple yeah. and you know the, the the ridiculous you know kind of choreography on the set, you know, um, like uh, it's just you know we don't see that anymore. So it was kind of nice to see that. Again, even if we're only going to see it for a few episodes and it's not going to be the entirety of the show because I don't yeah. believe that that's what it is. No. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on the first two episodes. Also, I, I, I think that like Paul Bettany is an amazing actor, you know, just seeing how like he played a drunk robot <laughs> in Vision because he had <laughs> gum stuck in his uh, gears. Um, I thought that he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just... Personally, I think that like it's it's going well, even though it's not, I think, what anyone expected. But with um, with the third episode, which we're on mm-hmm. right now, just a quick little synopsis of the episode. We end the second episode with Wanda. Um, oh, and the other thing, too, that I kind of like is the fact that they're not just leaving everything up in the air to the viewer with like, hey, you're watching these 
kind of um, these episodes that are set in specific TV timelines and stuff like that. But we're still getting like little breadcrumbs uh, that are bringing us to the actual MCU Wanda Vision reality. Yes. Right. Every episode and a little bit more in each episode. Like at the end of the second episode, we get that weird scene where like, you know, the, 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 the guys coming out of a sewer you know, in his, uh, you know, beehive suit with bees following him and stuff like that. And she rewinds and goes back to the living room to no. kind of erase that. Right. So she's erasing that part from that reality, which is giving us a hint and foreshadowing to where we're going. Right. I have my prediction on what this whole all this means. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we end the second episode with uh, Wanda pregnant, seemingly pregnant out of nowhere. And we start this new episode, which is set kind of in like the Brady Bunch kind of look and era um, with her getting a diagnosis from a doctor saying that she's, you know, four months pregnant, basically in 12 hours. Dr. Nielsen. Which, yeah. Like TV ratings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, so. So that right there is is, is telling. Right. Um, because obviously reality is extremely warped if this is what's happening. Um, and then this episode is dealing with that whole pregnancy. So what did you guys think of the episode? What did you guys, you know, uh, enjoy from it? Um, anything that you guys want to point out or speak about on directly? I enjoyed that very tense part at the end where it looked like Wanda was going to rip, uh, what's her name? A new one. Geraldine slash Monica Rambo. Yes. <laughs> it's like... Hey, didn't your brother die to Ultron? And it was like a trigger word. And it was like, what the? What did you say? What did you just say to me? Why did you say that name? Yeah. It's it, I mean, like that, 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 that right there. So like that right there is, is telling for me, right? Like, cause it's, you know, it, we're kind of getting like, you know, people's covers are getting blown clearly. Um, so so just to kind of recap the rest of the episode, right? As she's going through the pregnancy, essentially in the entire episode, mm-hmm. uh, she goes from four months pregnant to basically nine months pregnant. And I don't know where she goes into labor and her going through labor and going through all like the issues, her, her, her psychic powers and abilities and all that stuff. Uh, reality bending abilities. It's all kind of going haywire, right? Like plates and, yeah. you know, things are transforming, being thrown, flipped, you know, yeah. all that stuff. I thought and that was a, a cool moment when you first saw her kind of semi lose control, quote unquote, when the butterflies. Above right, the right. Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh, and the stork. I thought it was really cool. You know, I've actually that never seen awesome a stork moment. in real life. That's the first time I saw a stork. Really? <laughs> I, you, you know, now that I think about it, I've like only that, seen right? storks in like cartoons explaining <laughs> how babies are delivered and stuff. So that was, was the creepiest <laughs> stork I've ever seen in my life. You was so <laughs> creepy. It was really funny. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Wanda ends up giving birth, not to one, but two babies, a set of twins, Tommy and Billy. Right. Does that ring a bell at all to anyone in the room? Nope. You know, I only know, I only have a brief, you know, memory of, of, of her children, you know, but But it's weird. You know, you know, their superhero names. Yes. Right. Okay, so all right, I'm gonna break it Give down. Give us a recap. Y'all. I'm gonna break it down for you all. I mean, I don't. I'm. I'm not gonna go into too deep of, of a of a of a storyline behind it, but like, essentially, Tommy and Billy are Wanda's 
uh, twins from the comics, Wiccan and Speed. Right. And they are mutants right. in the comics. They, like they actually use the, the proper names for them here. So that's definitely hinting at something, I would say. Right. But see, here's the thing, though. Maybe not necessarily them, though. Maybe not necessarily Wiccan and Speed. Well, so what's the thing theory? is, the thing is. All right, so let let's let so the rest of the episode ends basically. Um, Geraldine is in there and they're talking, and Geraldine starts kind of cracking, you know, mentioning things that kind of breaks Wanda's, you know, I guess uh, dream state. Essentially, she starts mm-hmm. kind of like questioning, like, "Wait, who are you? Where are you from? What are you doing here?" And this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then at the same time, outside Vision is also kind of like having a weird conversation experience with um what are the characters names do you guys remember uh, them? herb and yeah herbert agnes and agnes right mm-hmm. and they clearly have secrets that they're hiding but they end up not you know revealing their secrets and stuff herbert seems like he wants to tell vision mm-hmm. but you know decides not to Right, and he goes a couple of times because we're something like that. We're all here because, right? Yeah, we're all here because but blah, he doesn't blah, 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 right? finish you know, and, like, Agnes cuts him off. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So then Vision goes back inside, and he's like, where's Geraldine? And Wanda, looking kind of um, a little bit uh, psycho, I guess, for lack of a better, better word, she just says she's looking over her babies, and she says, oh, she had to leave. You know, she's gone to a faraway land or something like that. And then we cut to Geraldine being like thrown through some sort of portal or invisible wall onto current land. And then we get like the sweeping, you know, camera angles of like the Humvees and the uh, helicopters. And very clearly, this is the modern day. It looks like stored agents and all that. But I don't know if we saw a complete confirmation of that. She had the logo. She was wearing the necklace with the logo. Right. Right, which is one of the things that Wanda definitely noticed. Yeah, exactly. And, and I so like, it's like I think the other thing that's kind of like super important to mention is like that conversation between Herb and Agnes. They were talking about Geraldine, right? Yeah. Like she's an outsider in some way. They were like she she doesn't have a home. Oh, you here. think that she's an outsider? I don't know if she's an outsider. Well, I mean, just the way that they spoke about her, the way that they spoke about her was like, remember, because they were saying like, she like, she's new to town, like, she doesn't like, basically, they were saying she doesn't belong here. No home was like something that Agnes specifically said about Geraldine in that moment. So mm, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I don't know. You think different factions against each other? I'm not sure if that's necessarily the case. But like, it's it that's pro- that might be what it is they might all be brainwashed i mean i think that's slightly part of it too like maybe wanda is doing some brainwashing to keep the reality together but maybe somebody else is also trying to do something like separate from that there's a lot of theories that well here, here so 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 here's my thing right so actually before we get there like just generally i want to know like what you guys thought of the episodes just real quick of this last episode did you guys like it? Did you, are you guys, are you guys, is your interest peaked? Do you guys want to kind of, you know, get to the next episode already? Like, you know, for example, the Mandalorian, we just couldn't wait till the, the week was over to watch it. Do you guys feel that same kind of excitement? I'm going to say what I said in the other podcast. I was suffering severely from Marvel fatigue, mm-hmm. but this show seems to have snapped me out of it. Same. So I will say Yes. I am looking forward to the exactly same thing. Me too. I was like, so like, I was like, I wasn't interested in watching WandaVision to be honest with you. And I'm, and I'm honestly not that interested or not interested, but I'm not as excited to watch any of the Marvel properties coming out this year, like including black widow. 
I know it's going to be awesome, yeah. but I'm not super excited because again, I do have like Marvel fatigue. But this show is like, oh man, this is this is kind of interesting. I want to see yeah. how they're doing this. Like the way we even kind of summarized it all last week was, I think the gist of it, and like like AJ, Eli, tell me if you agree, and Walt, I think said this also. Like it was like we're not like super in love with it yet. I mean, our average probably rating, I think last week was a seven and a half. I think Eli gave it a seven. AJ gave it an eight. I gave it a seven and a half. And Walt gave it a seven and a half. Um, but, but like you mentioned earlier, Wolfie, like it's, there's something really, really great about how different it is. And it's also like, we, we can see this going somewhere. That's really, really interesting. Like we're, we're there's some anticipation where we're like, it's not the best thing in the world, but like. The, the seeds that it's kind of sowing for the rest mm, of the show yeah. are really, really cool and really, really right. interesting if you're a fan. That was kind of how we summed it up. I mean, Eli, did, okay. you, did you kind of agree with that assessment also? Because this is one of the few yeah. things you didn't hate. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate this at all. I mean, I think this... Um, so interesting. With the three, with the three episodes <laughs> we have, right? Three? Yep, yeah, three. yeah, we're at three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. has a lot of potential, and... Yes, I didn't have, I didn't exactly have uh, MCU fatigue. Um, I did enjoy Endgame a lot. Because you're a kid. Yeah, I'm a kid. (laughs) But anyway. I didn't have as much fatigue as you guys either, so I would somewhat agree. But because it's been a while since we've seen some MCU stuff, so I was excited Mm -hmm. for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I came into this again, as I did Wonder Woman, I didn't, I had some really high expectations and yeah, it's it, okay. currently right well, now it has lived up to it. But wait, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, damn. We got, we got, we got, we got not kid Eli. <laughs> not kid Eli has entered the chat. He grew up to give you some real adult <laughs> opinions. <laughs> What's up? Tell us Eli. Um, I'm sort of afraid Mm-hmm. Of how different this is, because what's coming out, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I'm afraid that they're gonna continue this and they're gonna continue to do this. Why is that that's bad? I don't. I, you know, I don't think that it's a bad to do thing. This. What do you mean by that? Like, they're gonna get into like the crazy and ridiculous stuff that they are now, right? Mm. I don't think it's gonna be to this extreme. Me neither. Yeah, I, I honestly, actually, I think that the multiverse stuff is going to be more extreme. I mean, we're talking about multiverse stuff. The thing with this, though, is that I think that, like, here's my thing. I believe that we're getting into House of M. 100%. I think everybody sort of right. agrees with that. Everybody agrees, right? But, like, this is yeah. this is exactly it. She's having a mental breakdown. Now, the thing is that with House of M, she had that breakdown because her kids died. Right? No. In yeah. House of M, yeah, it was because her kids died, right? Yes. But we don't have that in the MCU. She didn't have any kids yet. But what did she did have that she lost was Vision. So she's. I think they're telling the House of M story, but through her mental breakdown for losing Vision, and she's creating a warped reality to have Vision back in her life. You yeah. know, have Vision, have the household hit with Vision, have kids with him, have like a, a happy family, happy life, and all that stuff. So she has like this warped surrounding and warped reality. And I think that, you know, Storm or Shield or, you know, whatever outside sources, they're trying to contain it and trying to infiltrate for we don't know why. We don't know if they're trying. It seems like somebody's trying to save her, clearly. Mm -hmm. 
right? Yeah, and who though? That's the, all, that's another good question. Here's also the other thing. Mm-hmm. I think it they're not trying to save. Well, I do think that they're trying to save her and they're trying to contain her, but they also they're probably trying to save the town too. Because I don't think that's part of like the fantasy. I think she's actually trapping the town inside her. Yes, family. yes, yes. Yeah, because I yeah. think that she's warping yeah. all the people in that town. Yeah, because they sure. saw the name of sure. the town. Uh, what is it, Westview? Outside, when yeah, know, yeah. gets ejected from the Wandavision reality into the real reality, right, right? Right. They show the same town name, and you can see a house, like houses, kind of in the background. And and again, we like clearly like they have a perimeter set up around like this 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 town so like you know storm is i think that what it is is that storm might be there to have their own agenda you know i think that agnes and her represent no no, no they don't represent storm well, so i think that there's obviously two uh, i think that there's there's two i think that it's two separate factions fighting against each other yeah i think that 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 someone is trying to save wanda while whoever's out there on the perimeter is trying to take advantage of the situation or have their own agenda with her and all that stuff we got one pretty fairly definitive clue at least with um at least not totally definitive but the voice that comes through the radio i think in episode two uh like wanda yeah. like like yeah, who's doing this episode to three too, at the end and then episode three as well actually um Rand- yeah. that's definitely or that totally sounds distinctively like randall park who's been in the mcu before he's like an fbi agent i think in uh, ant-man and the wasp and he's supposedly cast as a sword agent in this one. Um, sword. So I don't know why I'm saying storm. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, I, I, we, I totally got the, the, like the, the meaning of sword wrong last week. So, don't feel so bad. Um, but yeah, like I think that that's at least definitively one side. It's probably sword that's most likely trying to help Wanda. And the question right. is, is is Hydra involved? Or is that just like her subconscious from like her being abused and and like, you know, tortured and like her power is basically coming from Hydra experiments? Is that her subconscious there, or is there are they involved somehow still? Yeah, there are like a lot of Hydra drops. Right, right. But it could be just somebody connected to Hydra also. And obviously, the big theory that everyone else has is that it's Mephisto somehow. And that Agnes. Oh my is God! I don't, oh my God! So, I don't know I don't if that's so though, but like that would be amazing. I really do think that they just that they're just going with like House of M. If it's House of M, it'll yeah. be Mephisto in there. Um, and right. if they do that, this would be the best way to bring the mutants into the MCU, though. They have had like a little. Way. Okay, so I just want to ask you guys one thing, and then like we can we can move on to some other like things. But I have to get kind of get this out of the way because last week I mentioned like I spoke to somebody here after we saw the episode, this guy named Tony, and he's basically thinking that this is setting up Wanda to be the villain of of uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, I'm wondering if you think that's the case. And I'm wondering if you think as he does, which is a, a fairly mm-hmm. solid theory and a theory that's going around if like the the devil in the details, the little moments where they're hinting at it possibly being being Mephisto, is that a red herring? Is that just leading us in the wrong direction, or is Mephisto actually going to show up in the? MCU? I mean, I really want Mephisto to show up. I think Mephisto can totally be the uh, the Thanos of the, the the Disney Plus MCU series and stuff like that mm-hmm. for sure. And I think that you can totally bring Mephisto through Doctor Strange and the multiverse. Well, in Doctor Strange, yes, but I don't think so much for WandaVision, to be honest. 
Oh, okay. I don't know, For me, it seems a little far fetched. What would be? Who would be the alternative sort of old, like big bad of WandaVision? Is it? Bond? Well, I like the idea that we had last time. Uh, I don't know which one of us suspected it, but there's someone in the comics who trains Wanda and is also like a Hydra agent. And we suspected it was uh, the blonde lady that she kind of has that whole clicky confrontation with. Oh, oh, Dottie. Yes. Dottie her name. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I can't recall the name of the character, but there there have been hints that she is somebody that's that's central to Wanda, a character that I'm not as familiar with. I think Walt actually wrote that up last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Hmm. So your your opinion hasn't really changed. And it would make sense with all the Hydra drops, too. Okay. Okay. I don't know. What other theories are there? I, I, I really think it's going to be Mephisto. I really think that's going to be Mephisto. I, it just makes I sense. Actually makes sense think, I actually think Mephisto is going to show up, but not yet. I've ha- I do agree with that to a certain extent. But like my whole thing is that when we've made some of these predictions in the last couple of years, it seems like so like definitely the MCU, Kevin Feige and everybody who's doing the overarching story is pulling from other Marvel comics, but they're pulling details uh, like much, much more disparate threads. I don't know, like basically like they're they're this story that that we're talking about with. Like I said, Wiccan and Speed, Billy and Tommy, that's a story that's connected to Mephisto in the comics. So that's why everybody thinks that that's why he's going to show up. But the way that they've pulled details from totally different places to make movies like Endgame and Infinity War and all of that, that's why I am somewhat skeptical. And that's why I think maybe like Kevin Feige and them are pulling the wool over our eyes. I like that theory. It's like hmm. Mephisto's coming and we're hinting at it, but he's not going to show up here at all. And maybe not until Doctor Strange or maybe not until even after that. Maybe maybe we'll get this revealed in like a couple of movies after Doctor Strange that he was the one kind of pulling the strings behind all of this. But we might not see him at any point yet. Nah, I'll make a prediction right here. I'll make a prediction right here. Mephisto will show up Mm -hmm. in like the last episode, probably in one scene, the -hmm. same way that we got the Darksaber in The Mandalorian. Ah, but there's no second season of Wandavision, though. At least not confirmed. Right, but they're gonna. But if that if Mephisto is gonna be the one thing that they're gonna tie Wandavision to Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay. Wait, I... but what? 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 <laughs> what? Um, what's hinting at Mephisto exactly? The I devil think I kind of details. Um, the June sixth date that Agnes keeps bringing up is uh the the. F- the date of the first Salem witch trials, which is a satanic connected thing. Um, the fact, again, that this storyline has been done in the comics already, where yeah, basically in the comics, it's, it's like history, Mephisto yeah. tricks Wanda, Mephisto yeah. and Agatha Harkness, who people think is Agnes, Catherine Hahn's character, trick Wanda into having kids that are basically yeah. like mm-hmm. omen kids. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like uh, they're demon spawn. That's, that's that's why it's like with the right. twins. That's that's what made the twins, you know, right. her whole thing. And and, and then she was also Mephisto really has those kids her... after that. You know, she really has yeah. a wicked and speed there. They're not demonic later on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's but why just, people are to... thinking that. Sorry, 
Yeah, no, to no, me it's right. just that like Mephisto is Mephisto is one of like in in Wanda's actual comics, Mephisto is one of her main bad guys. So it just makes really? sense. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Wait, I thought Doctor Strange that was one of Doctor Strange's main Doctor well, Strange. Well, yeah, I mean no, just like just that, like just that like King Strange is like Dormammu. He also fights Dormammu, Mephisto. but it's also well, the Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's why again, that's why it makes sense, right? Because like it's like what's the common bad guy between the two of them? If we have Doctor Strange coming after, yeah. it's gonna be Mephisto, I think. You know, and like it makes any sense any magical hero in Marvel Comics yeah. like deals with Mephisto pretty much eventually. Yeah, exactly. Because he's uh, he's like on top of a lot of that, like the evil magic and the evil juju and all that stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited for like the the coming episodes. I again, I mm-hmm. think that this is really really refreshing, and I'm enjoying it so far. So, um, do you guys want to give a rating on the episode itself? Or not. I mean, we can totally skip it and just, you know, like, you know. <laughs> um, a rating. Eli, what's your rating? You gave a seven to uh, the series so far, I think, last week as a reminder. So that'll be your... That's where you can describe it from. That's judging on... Yeah. Judging on potential, mm-hmm. eight out of ten. This past eight episode. Nice. Point one out of ten. No point ones. You can only do 0.5. You can only do halves. 8.5. It's getting too granular at that point. Okay. Uh, AJ? I'm actually going to give it an 8. This was definitely a step up. I really like that part where... um, Cause there was a part in 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 the episode where, like, they have a rewind type session again. And Vision's like, Wait, you know, something's actually going up. Well, mm-hmm, it's just gonna be all good and great. And I, I went to I, I went and looked at Wall and I was like, Hey, did you uh did you rewind it? Did I miss something? And he's like, yeah. I didn't touch a thing. And I was like, Oh, okay. So well, oh awesome. And I I just like the way that was like that was done. So it's it's gone really good so far. So I'm giving it an eight. Mm-hmm. And uh what about you, Jose? So um, I gave it a seven and a half for the first two episodes last week. I thought the first episode was, or I thought the second episode was a little bit better than the first. I thought they were both good. I thought they were both intriguing. Um, I, I like steal a lot of my girlfriend's ideas, <laughs> but I actually haven't seen a lot of Hitchcock and she described it as sort of like a Hitchcock vibe, okay. which from what I've seen is I think it's kind of true. There's those moments where like reality kind of gets really weird. And one of my favorite ep- moments from this episode is um, yeah. Again, when, when vision is starting to understand what's going on, those moments are really, really interesting when he's like, Wanda, I think there's something wrong here. There's something going on here. And yeah. then mm-hmm. yeah, rewinds. It does that rewind. Right. And then like the moment when Herb has, that like glitch where he's like basically like sawing through the fence, like the, mm-hmm, the brick mm-hmm. fence, all those weird moments. Like if it weren't for those weird moments, actually all the like sitcomy stuff wouldn't land as well, mm-hmm. I think. But because the sitcomy stuff also, like I think it bears mentioning that apparently Dick Van Dyke was a consultant on, yes. on some of these, which is really cool. I mentioned that last week as That's well, but awesome. I think we got to mention it again, which is awesome. And the first episode, like you mentioned earlier, has a live studio audience and like they've had laugh tracks, which is, is just adding to like all that kind of aesthetic, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, like 
the potential continues to grow and it continues to pay off. And the fact that there are all these, there are all these great theories going around and it seems like a lot of people are really enjoying it. And like, you know, that makes me feel good too. Like when a lot of people are kind of uniformly enjoying this, like when the Mandalorian, like everybody loves it, you know what I mean? There's no like fan hate or weirdness going in, in opposite directions, but yeah, like to, to kind of cap off on a relatively long way of putting it, like this episode was maybe better than the second, which was better than the first. So I would give it an eight as well. Similar similar rating. And I can't wait to see where it continues to go. And I have to, just to say one last thing, I heard that it was going to originally be six ep- six episodes. I'm really glad they made it nine because the pacing, I think, mm. is going to be so much better as yeah, a result. For sure. Imagine if you got like like kind of those first two episodes mashed together and maybe like a little bit of the third episode that would, the pacing wouldn't feel as good as it has been so far. So I think there's a special mention to like whoever made that decision, whatever editor or producer, like that was a smart decision, I think. Um, all right. So I didn't give my rating on the first two episodes clearly because I wasn't on the podcast, but uh, I'm going to just rate all three together, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of since it's nine episodes, I think that it makes sense to rate them in you know batches of three you know um i think that so far um i would actually give it a nine you know i think that uh like as a whole i i got to see it like all three episodes back to back and i think this is one of those shows that's going to benefit from binge watching right because i think that like if i were to see just the first episode and then the second episode later on and then the third episode like after a week i think that like it may not like um land as well but since i got yeah. to see all three episodes back to back especially with the third episode kind of helping to make the first se- first two episodes make sense the the first two episodes felt a lot felt felt like they you know it just felt good like the first when i saw the first episode i was a little questioning then got into the second one right away also was like i enjoyed it it was funny it was cool a couple of tidbits the whole you know rea- like reality warping at the end had me really intrigued. And then the third episode made yeah. those first two episodes really kind of make sense, right? That was how um, uh, Marvel apparently released the the review, the review um, reel. It was the first three episodes. So it makes more mm, sense based okay. on what you're saying as well. Yeah, yeah. So so for me, it's, it, it's, it's a nine. I mean, honestly, there isn't anything that I can say negatively. So it might even be a 10, you know, just because I, I like everything that's going. It, Time will wow. tell, though, because I need to see the rest of the story to see if this first three episodes actually does make sense. There's no, but like, there's even thing you kind of half don't like at all? That's no, impressive. there was nothing that I didn't like. I thought the acting was great. Costume design and set design was awesome. That's I true. think that the uh, pacing of the episodes themselves were was really well. If you think about it, think about this. Think mm-hmm. about the fact that we have two actors that are that are portraying characters from a time and era in television that's 50 60 years removed and they're portraying them as if that's right now that that's the theme and the trend right now i mean imagine how difficult it is to like play characters from that time like the entire episode never done it before it's not contemporary for them you know the fact that they pulled Mm -hmm. it off it made me feel like i was watching an i love lucy episode you know that's like it's transporting me I think Elizabeth Olsen deserves. I mean, Paul Bettany certain got certainly gotten his credit, but Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen, excuse me, deserves a fantastic right, yes. amount of credit too because her performance has been great. Like pulling off right. a, yes, uh, the Lucy absolutely. character or the, I think it's Samantha from Bewitched. 
pulling off those characters yeah. and then pulling off like a Brady. Well, then character. that's the thing too. Like uh, off of those, off of those shows, off of those episodes, uh, off of those shows themselves, we're talking about like the female lead, where the husband ends up playing kind of like the uh, the the sidekick slash comic relief. Like in the uh, first episode, it was like the husband that's dealing with trying to impress his his boss the second episode is yeah the husband dealing with like his stomach issues and having and then and then wanda making <laughs> sure that like she saves the day with him kind of being drunk doing a magic show you know what i mean like yeah. you know but again <laughs> like the fact that they're you know able to portray these like episodes and transport me to a time in television that doesn't exist anymore i mean really there's nothing negative for me to say you know and um the other thing it's gonna, yeah. The other thing that I have to mention very quickly too is that like Elizabeth Olsen, this is the second character on TV because her last role on TV, quote unquote, was a Facebook show called Sorry for her, for Your Loss. And it's two characters in a row where she's dealing with grief. And she's kind of uh, like knocking yeah. it out of the park because in, in Sorry yeah. for Her Loss, she's a widower. And in this, it's, I mean, most of us at least agree, even if we don't know where it's going, like a lot of this is like how she's dealing with her grief. Right, right. And like those we little know, moments we know that. That's right. Right. Are, is really interesting. Widower, I I think that's the uh, that's actually the husband. I'm sorry, Widow is yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. She's she's lost somebody in both of these shows, so she's like really pulling that character off really well. Yeah, kudos so. to her. Kudos to her. She's getting better anyway. and better in the role as Scarlet Witch. So those are my thoughts. It really could be a nine or a ten. To me, like I guess I can even just say a ten because I, I don't see anything wrong yet, and nice. I had a lot of fun watching all three episodes. Nice. Thank uh, you. Perfect. So, you know, <laughs> I, I just don't. I, I really don't. It, the thing is, it. I. The only reason I don't really give it a ten, I guess, is because I don't have the the the, the complete story yet. So I don't know if this is gonna make sense, right? Because they can totally bomb it, and then now all of a sudden, or I find a plot hole or something like that, and all of a sudden now it doesn't make sense, right? So. Um, it's hard to judge it, but you know, generally, I'm I'm very very happy. So, is there is there a favorite episode so far, or is it all like really just <sighs> super high level? Man, it's it's tough because each episode is very very different, you know, uh, from each other. I I really liked the the magic show. I thought it was awesome. Um, <laughs> that was a big highlight last week that we talked about for everyone. Yeah, I thought the magic show was was really really cool. I also like how they do like the whole like animated showing the gum and the gears and stuff. Um, and uh, I, I you know the last episode with all the color and all that like I just I don't know like each one stands on its own. So uh, I I don't know if I can I don't know if I could pick one out. You know because again like I don't think that any one episode can work without watching all three so far mm. so okay i'm glad i'm really glad you're enjoying it because we're all enjoying it at, at the very least everybody's really really excited to see where it goes yes yep yeah. definitely mm-hmm. all right so i think that's the uh, that's going to be the show for this week um i think so tune in next week to get more reviews on uh the next episode of uh wandavision be doing that but at the same time, other geeky, nerdy stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, and once again, thank you guys for joining um, the Get Geek Squad thank on you. the podcast. Um, yeah. Like, rate, share, and subscribe. Please. You know, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, DM us, comment, you know, hate on us if you want, whatever. Just engage however you can. And please just uh, right. you know, spread the wealth and spread the love. You know, really, really appreciate you guys. Yes. And welcome back once again to everyone. And Gabe, 
Welcome back, Wolfie. Welcome back. It's good to have you back on the podcast. And, well, what else can we say, guys? I'll Stay geeky. Stay Stay geeky. Cheetah is better than Baby. And Baby. James Spader. Peace.